0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've talked about racial discrimination in the technology industry on this show before, from facial recognition tech that doesn't accurately identify black faces to how careers in tech haven't been equally accessible to some recent grads of color. Now, one group is pushing for more tech equality. The civil rights advocacy group Color of Change presented their plan, the Black Tech Agenda, to Congress this week. Asking the body to regulate and push for tech policy centered around racial justice. Joining us now is Rashad Robinson, the president of Color of Change. Welcome to Reset, Rashad.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Also, here is Washington Post tech writer Cristiano Lima. He also anchors the organization's newsletter, The Technology 202, with a focus on politics and policy. Welcome back, Cristiano. Thanks for having me. Rashad, what's the goal of your organization?
1: Color of Change is a racial justice organization driven by over 7 million Black folks and allies of every race. And our job is to end the policies and practices that hold Black people back and champion solutions that move all of us forward. And we do that through running campaigns to both hold government and corporations accountable.
0: So ending policies that hold Black people back. Tell me how you're hoping the Black Tech agenda will accomplish that.
1: Well, the technology that has so much potential to move us into the future is dragging us into the past from the deep consolidation that has happened among big tech that, you know, excludes and um, eliminates pathways for opportunities for black businesses and and black communities to the ways in which um, our privacy is being attacked through surveillance and and other types of data mining to the ways in which... um, Uh, the lack of transparency in the ways that algorithms are developed has led to all sorts of harmful sort of impact on our communities. The fact of the matter is, is that the technology that we currently get to experience across social media, across big tech, is largely unregulated. And that lack of regulation means that these companies get to be self-regulated. And I guess for your listeners, what we could imagine is, that if you think about your cars, for instance, um, if you're driving right now, your car is not safe because of the benevolence of the auto industry. it's safe because of a set of standards that government has put in place and then a whole set of infrastructure that is in place. And it's someone that has led an organization that has for years had gone toe-to-toe with some of these biggest platforms, demanding that they make changes to deal with the harms that get exposed day in and day out by folks like Cristiano and other reporters um, across the media landscape, what we recognize is self-regulated companies or unregulated companies. And it's time for Congress to step in and actually put in the frameworks and the infrastructure necessary to hold these companies accountable so that this type of technology we can all experience and use and it doesn't have the type of harmful, discriminatory impacts that we are currently experiencing.
0: Cristiano, talk to us about some of the most noticeable racial disparities in tech that people might already be able to easily recognize?
2: Right. So the agenda tries to address uh, a number of issues that lawmakers on Capitol Hill have been increasingly um, turning their focus on, um, particularly within the the Democratic caucus. But, you know, it it spans from uh, potential discriminatory use of data. So, you know, the information that tech companies are collecting, whether it's being used for discriminatory purposes, that's something that, some lawmakers have tried to address through privacy legislation uh, we've also heard widespread concerns as rashad alluded to about uh biases and algorithms uh that are embedded in a lot of these services sort of perpetuating uh inequality and so we we've seen efforts on on capitol hill to craft legislation and part that was uh addressed in this agenda as well that would require companies to vet their algorithms for uh, biases and, and potential discriminatory uses, but but a lot of what's in, in the agenda goes beyond uh, what we've already seen introduced in legislation on Capitol Hill, and, and I think Rashad would tell you certainly they're uh, hoping that it'll play a more prominent focus as uh, lawmakers continue to try to grapple with these companies that um, have, have largely gone un- unregulated in many aspects.
0: Yeah. Rashad, I want to dig into some of your... Uh... Your plan here—it's got six pillars, and uh, I want to start with the uh, antitrust and small business one. It's a robust antitrust policy. What do you mean by that?
1: Well, we, we need to create fair markets where black businesses can compete, black workers can thrive, and black people have abundant options. And so, when we think about sort of antitrust legislation, it means being able to sort of. not just evaluate mergers on the back end, um, but also to sort of look at the ways in which as businesses are developing sort of new um, sort of lines of businesses, are they sort of unfairly having sort of the type of impact over the market that creates um, real challenge, not just for competition, but for accountability. If you think about how much of the messenger market a company like Facebook has, and then when their servers go down, that we see servers go down, not just for Facebook access, not just for Facebook, but for Instagram, for WhatsApp, we have to start asking ourselves around sort of how much consolidated power does one company has when you think about sort of the ways in which Amazon has been able to operate, um, both sort of being able to buy up small businesses and then, or, and then use that at times to put, other businesses out of um, out of business in many ways because of the ways in which they can sort of lower their prices to create real challenges for new entries into the marketplace, mm-hmm. and then once those entries leave the marketplace, they can raise their prices back up. When you think about things like black hair care products and other things, if Amazon then becomes the sort of sole gatekeeper of the type of products that that even our community should have sort of more ownership over, then it creates real barriers for entry for us to be able to develop businesses, to be able to have economic freedom. And these big businesses both can control not just what they sell, but the actual marketplace of where things are sold. This is why I think robust um, policy is important. That also has a racial justice lens,
0: Christiano. How is how is tech structured today? Just piggybacking off of Rashad here. How is tech structured today that doesn't allow for this already?
2: Uh, when you say tech, uh, you mean companies or policies or companies. Yeah, so you know, we we've seen concerns voiced for years um in Washington that uh companies a lot of times uh put their profits over uh the safety of their users and particularly among uh communities of color um, and minorities, and so you know, this is something we have heard lawmakers' voice concern um, is uh, visible in in some of their policies, whether it's around hate speech uh, in advertising or in sort of organic content on social media, um, uh, but but also in uh, the way that the companies internally structure themselves. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, something that that was was striking in um, to me in terms of the the black. Tech agenda that Rashana's group put out is it is it really touched on uh, uh, a, a a wide spectrum of the internet stack? You know, so it it was looking at. Uh, concerns around issues, not just on social media, but also internet service providers. You know, um, there have been concerns for years about what what's known as the digital divide, mm-hmm. um, this idea that um, different communities just have different levels of access to the internet. And so, you know, when we're talking about social media, there, there are people that still lack the ability to, to get on the internet. Um, and so uh, from, from speaking with Rashad, and, and he's been a uh, a key um, agitator and advocate um, for a lot of these causes on Capitol Hill. I know that um, his group and others have been pushing for change along several of those fronts.
0: Yeah. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We're talking about a push for racial equity in tech with Cristiano Lima, Washington Post tech reporter, and Rashad Robinson, who's the president of the nonprofit civil rights advocacy organization called Color of Change. Um What struck me in this Black Tech agenda was, you know, the specific talks about forcing tech companies to address discrimination in their decision-making. Give us a, a clear picture, Rashad, of how you envision them approaching this.
1: Well, you know, the first part of addressing any of these things is deeper levels of transparency. And so the sort of both understanding sort of uh, algorithms and how algorithms are developed inside of these companies, and being more transparent, sort of about the algorithms, will give us a sense of sort of how these decisions were were made. Um, we think that we think about the addressing the misinformation and disinformation um, crisis, and sort of the ways in which uh, platforms and their business models have contributed to certain types of content being able to spread. Uh, Being able to understand that for years, Color of Change has also sought to force these companies to be more transparent and visible about who they hire Mm -hmm. um, and about who they promote and what their sort of staffing actually looks like. And, you know, when we first, for instance, you know, a number of years ago, pushed Twitter to release their data, they released all of their data, didn't disaggregate their data. And so they had 2% Black data number, 2% Black staff, and they didn't disaggregate that data. So they included the bus drivers and um, and cafeteria workers at their campus who were at the time fighting for a living wage and were not sort of necessarily involved in some of the tech practices and didn't have a, a, a kind of pathway to any of those jobs that or training opportunities or anything like that. And so to the extent that we want these companies to be really transparent around who's around the table. Mm-hmm. And as someone who's been back and forth with these companies, a number of times we continue to hear like these moments where these companies um, have created something or have had a challenge around something. And then you're like, you you like, if you just had some, if you had different type of leadership around the table, more diverse voices you might have avoided this problem to begin with yes. i remember in the early days of the pandemic having a back and forth with the company zoom where everyone was many people were using zoom and we were having a back and forth about the bond bomb- bombings that, that were being called, where people were taking over folks' Zoom accounts, or um, you know, when women's groups or Jewish groups or Black groups or LGBT were coming on, people were coming on and saying hateful things, attacking folks right. on private Zoom discussions. And the people at Zoom, when we were talking with them about the sort of decision-making structures and how they um, needed to set up their end to end encryption to actually make sure that people had the right type of security and protections. They said, well, we never imagined that anyone would want to interrupt someone's gathering. And that type of thing mm. can happen when you have um, a set of people around a table making decisions that can't imagine right. someone wanting to interrupt their gathering. But as a civil rights leader and a racial justice leader, I can tell you very clearly that we understand that there are all sorts of reasons why someone before. might want to interrupt mm-hmm. our gathering.
0: Um, Cristiano, can you think of other companies that are taking steps to address racial discrimination directly?
2: So there have mounting pressure uh, from groups, including color of change um, on, you know, companies to do things such as conduct civil uh, rights and racial justice audits. This is something that uh, Facebook did after facing pressure from groups like Rashad's for for some time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's been mounting pressure on Google to do the same. Um, And uh, Amazon has faced some shareholder pressure, I believe, as well on this. Um, and, you know, so these would be audits that would look at a lot of these issues that we're digging into and how products and policies might be uh, perpetuating discrimination or inequities. Um, and so but but certainly the, this is an issue that is increasingly being thrust on the companies by, yeah. by policymakers, by advocates and, and often at times by their by their workers themselves.
0: And we're almost out of time, Christiana, but remind us who supported this plan, the, the Black Tech Agenda.
2: Yes, that's right. So it drew endorsements from Senator Booker and Senator Warner and, and uh, Congresswomen Jayapal Apple and Robin Kelly. And they've all been sort of leads on these issues on Capitol Hill.
0: Very interesting stuff. We'll have to leave it there for now. You'll find more information about the Black Tech agenda at colorofchange.org. Cristiano Lima is a Washington Post tech reporter and anchors the Technology 202 newsletter. And Rashad Robinson is president of Color of Change. Thank you both.